Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. bit of New Year's humor. A woman took an afternoon nap on New Year's Eve. When she woke up, she told her husband, honey, I dreamed that you gave me a diamond ring for a New Year's present. What do you think it all means? She asked. Her husband replied, well, you'll know tonight at midnight, her husband handed her a gift wrapped really, really beautifully. She was excited. She opened it quickly but was even more surprised when she saw the gift. It was a book entitled, The True Meaning of Dreams. You guys are slow, come on. She had a dream that he was giving her a diamond ring. What does it all mean? And then he gives her a book that's entitled, The True Meaning of Dreams. See, you guys need another cup of coffee this morning. Come on, let's hold up our Bibles or let's hold up our Bible apps. Let's get into today's message. It's funny now, huh? Now it is, right? Come on, let's hold them up and let's say it together. Ready, read. This is my Bible. It is God's word written to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I receive it as truth for my life today and open my heart to hear God speak a word and fill me with the Holy Spirit so that my life will be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. amen. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. And I want for us to read this one verse all together. It should be on the screen. If it's not on the screen, I'm pretty certain it's on your sermon guide. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Nice and loud. Let's read together. Ready? One, two, three. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Let's, let's read it one more time. Ready? One, two, three, read. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. We're setting our hearts in 2022 to believe. Come on, say it after me. I am setting my heart in 2022 to believe. Yeah, so look at this Lakeshore that I see pamphlet. It's kind of lengthy, but I want to read it because this is part of what God wants us to believe as a church family. The Lakeshore that I see is a church that only God could build. A church where he is able to do what he wants to do. The lakeshore that I see is a church where people experience God's love, have their hope renewed, and discover that their faith in Christ has come to life. Each week, people are being saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, delivered from past and present bondages, healed and renewed with joy. The lakeshore that I see just keeps on growing inside and out in spite of cultural, economic, and generational boundaries. The lakeshore that I see has services that are charged with the very presence of Jesus. In this atmosphere, 
Worship is real and moving, and the dynamic flow of God's word floods people's hearts with wisdom, understanding, answers to problems, and innovative ideas. It seems like everyone is a minister, building relationships, pursuing discipleship, and doing their part with a servant heart. A sold-out generation of kids and youth is being raised up, ready to engage and defeat the giants that challenge them. They think and dream big and refuse to compromise, for they are convinced that God will do all that he promised to do. The lakeshore that I see is a people of prayer, fervent, believing prayer, Prayer that is aligned with God's will and his word and gets extraordinary results. The lakeshore that I see takes the gospel of Jesus Christ into the surrounding communities and around the world through satellite and church plant campuses, outreaches, missionaries, and quality resources. The lakeshore that I see has supernatural favor and influence with governments and leaders. The lakeshore that I see is made up of regular, down-to-earth people who have such a desire to be part of God's plan that they're willing to do any job, pay any price, happily leverage their time, talent, and treasure, even to the point of forfeiting personal ambition, trusting that God will make up the difference. The lakeshore that I see cannot be stopped because God is the driving force, it is so beyond human ability, ingenuity, or planning that God gets all of the credit. Can somebody say amen right there? I believe that this is the lakeshore that God sees. Although I can only see it in my heart right now, I will follow God and obey his voice until everyone can see the lakeshore that I see. And this is signed from our senior pastor, Pastor Gil Dearman. You might say, Pastor Robert, that, that, looks, that looks impossible. That looks like we'll never reach. Well, listen, that's why we need to set our heart to believe. Amen? God's, God's got a plan. God's got a purpose for us as a church. And according to this scripture, this one scripture, Jesus is saying, listen, if you can believe, God can do it. But here's the question. Do you believe? Do you and I believe? I love the new year. I love turning the page, seeing January 1. We get a fresh start to recalibrate our hearts, to recalibrate our minds, to recalibrate our relationship with God. We get to recalibrate our faith in God, right? Faith is eternal, Faith, hope, and love. Faith is a big deal. We're saved by grace, but we have to go through the door of faith. And God wants you and I to move forward and break through things that are seemingly impossible and holding us back. Think about it. Ask yourself, are there areas in your life that seem like they're stalled out? It could be spiritually. It could be physically. It could be emotionally. It could be relationally. It could be in regards to your career or your advancement in your job. If we're being honest, each of us 
could probably identify at least one area where we, we want to see God do a breakthrough in our life. We want to see God move us from one place to another. Amen? And that's why, as a church, we feel like the Lord is directing us on all three of our campuses to kick off this year with a new series that we're calling Only God Can Do It. Only God Can Do It. And the subtitle is this, Setting Our Course for a Breakthrough Year. Setting our course, that's important. It doesn't mean that God's just going to do everything without our participation. We have to set our course. We have to realign our hearts. We have to realign our minds. We have to realign our pursuits and our faith. We have to make a decision as a church, and we have to make a decision as individuals because God wants to do things in your life that are stalled out, areas where you need to break through and break past seemingly impossible areas to get any traction in. And God wants to do that, but he wants for us to partner with him. So that's why we've got to set our course. And starting next Sunday, I don't want you to miss. As a matter of fact, bring someone who needs to hear this because we're going to lay out five biblical steps from the Bible that we need to do to help us to set our course. We can't just say, God, bring, in, bring increase, bring breakthrough, bring us forward, and then we don't set our course. Amen. If we want to go somewhere, we have to set our course. Now, what is breakthrough? According to Webster's Dictionary, a breakthrough can be defined this way. Number one, think about this, warfare. It's an offensive military assault that penetrates and carries beyond a defensive line. You get it? It's a military advancement that breaks beyond, that's a breakthrough, a defensive line. Think about that in your life. Is, is there a line maybe that the enemy has put in front of you in one area of your life or another? Is, is there a breakthrough that needs to take place? Here's the second definition. Breakthrough can be defined as an act or instance of moving through or beyond an obstacle. Moving through or beyond an obstacle. And number three, A, a sudden advance, especially in knowledge or technique, letter B, a person's first notable success. That's applicable to us as it, as it relates to our relationship with God. Spiritually, you may have a sudden advance, especially in knowledge about your relationship with the Lord. Or a, a notable success in your devotional time and in prayer and reading the word. God wants for you to break through some things that have you stalled out. Now, it's important as we're getting started to realize that the Lord is known by many names in the Bible. And his names reveal part of his character and who he is. For example, Jehovah Shalom. What does that mean? The Lord is our peace. There's another name, Jehovah Sidkenu. That means the Lord is our righteousness. There's another one, Jehovah Rapha. That's the Hebrew name for doctor. The Lord is our healer, the great physician. So his names reveal part of his character and who he is. And in 2 Samuel, just a note, 520, the Bible says this. So David went to Baal Perazim. And David defeated the Philistines there. And David said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. 
Therefore, David called the name of that place Baal Perizim. By the way, Baal Perizim means Lord of the Breakthrough. David named that place Lord of the Breakthrough because he inquired of God. God told him to go up, and God brought David and David's army the breakthrough against the Philistine enemy. It's important we realize that because the God of breakthrough wants to show up in your life this year. Is there some obstacle? Is there an invisible opposition from the enemy that's blocking your way from moving forward in your life with God? Are there things that look like they're impossible to change? If we're honest, every single one of us could probably identify one. Oh, my life's going pretty good, Pastor Robert. Well, what about somebody you know? What about somebody in your family? What about a close friend? Don't tune me out. Lean into this. Maybe the Lord will show you something that you can begin to share with someone else because they need a breakthrough. Amen? Only God can do it. And the title of today's message is The God of the Impossible. We need to stir our faith. We need to remember that according to the Bible, we serve the God of the impossible who delights in helping people break through barriers and overcome Seemingly impossible challenges, which leads us back to Mark 9, 23. Look at it again with me. These are Jesus's words. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, this may sound elementary, but I think it's important that we, 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 we get down to the fundamental meaning of words. So they can really understand what's being said. This word believe that Jesus is using is not a noun. What's a noun, kids? Person, place, or a thing, right? Or an idea? Okay. Well, listen. This word believe is not a noun. It is a verb. What does a verb do? Action. Notice what Jesus said. If you can believe. Now, the definition of this word believe is this. To think to be true, to be persuaded of something to the point of action. That's what it means. And it's important we realize that because real Bible faith is more than a verbal or a mental agreement with teachings. Real Bible faith is more than a verbal or a mental agreement with your church that you belong to. Real Bible faith expresses a personal trust in God and his word that produces action and obedience. Come on, somebody say you're stepping on my toes, Pastor Robert. Don't step on my toes, right? So real Bible faith is more than just words. It's more than just mental agreement. It's action. So let me ask you a question. Are you ready in 2022 to put your belief into action? Come on, the big answer is yes. Come on, say it with me, yes. So Mark chapter 9, 23, Jesus, just it's a profound statement. I mean, it's, it's like a too good to be true statement. If you can believe, 
all things are possible to him who believes. What was the context in which Jesus used that statement? Well, let me just back us up for time's sake. I'm not going to read the whole story. You can read it on your own. But in Mark chapter 9, there's a story of a father, and he's got a boy who needed the God of the impossible to bring about a breakthrough healing in his boy's life. And the father brought the boy to Jesus' disciples, listen, to cast out a demon that was seizing his little boy and trying to kill him by throwing him in a fire and throwing him in water. This word seize is a powerful word in the Greek. It means to come upon someone with strong force and overtake them. That's what was happening to this father's little boy. And it's interesting to note, when you study this story out, the Bible says that this demon was a mute spirit, which made the exorcism for the disciples and the Jewish leaders that were with the disciples impossible because Jewish religious leaders of the day believed that you had to know the demon's name in order to cast him out. And the demon was mute. So he wouldn't or he couldn't tell the religious exorcists his name. So they were like, what are we going to do? Let's take the disciples to do it. The bottom line is he brings his son to the disciples and the disciples couldn't do it. And Jesus comes on the scene and says, hey, what are you guys talking about? And the little boy's father speaks out and he says, listen, I brought my baby boy who from infancy has been demonized and this is what's happening in his life. And I thought your disciples, because you gave your disciples power, you gave your disciples authority, but they couldn't help him. And he's still demon possessed. And then the Bible says that Jesus is disappointed in everyone's lack of belief. He's disappointed in their faithlessness, and demons take, uh, Jesus takes authority over the demons. He speaks to them. He casts them out in a word, and, and everybody is just amazed. That's kind of the context, the backdrop of this verse in 923. And I just want to ask this question. Why do we struggle sometimes to believe God for the impossible? I think that there's various answers and I don't think any of them are wrong per se, but one of the reasons, or I could say a big reason that we struggle to believe God for the impossible, especially for the impossible breakthrough that we need in our life. Listen, sometimes we're not willing to pay the price for the impossible to be possible. Uh, let, me, let me tell you what I mean. In this story in Mark 9, 29, this is what Jesus tells his disciples. Because after this happened, the disciples come to Jesus in private. And they say, hey, Jesus, uh, how come we couldn't cast out the demon? And Jesus says this in 9, 29. He says, this kind can come out by nothing except by prayer and fasting. Jesus said that. This kind of demon, which could mean that there are different kinds of demons, and some of them are stronger than others. Some of them have a greater stronghold than others. As a matter of fact, in Ephesians, it tells us that there's kind of rankings of these demonic armies in the unseen realm. And Jesus says, this kind of demon, he's not going to just go out because you tell him to. This kind of demon is going to go out because someone has been prayed up. Amen. Someone is walking really close with God. Someone brings the fear of demons when the demons see them because they know they are walking close with God. And I just want to remind us something. Prayerlessness 
equates powerlessness. Prayerful equals powerful. And I just want to remind us that prayer redirects our focus. Prayer brings us closer to God. Prayer makes us more aware of God's presence. Prayer strengthens our spirit. Prayer combats doubt and fear and worry. Prayer demonstrates our trust in God. Prayer is exercising our authority in Jesus' name. Prayer will keep us from sin. Prayer brings about change and breakthrough. Some of you might be like, Pastor Robert, you don't understand. Man, I'm busy. I've got a career. I've got kids. I've got... Listen, it doesn't matter whether or not I understand. God understands. And, and, and he's not asking you to do anything that he won't enable you to do. Amen? Moms, when you're washing dishes, not to imply that dads don't wash dishes sometimes, because I wash dishes a lot. But moms, when you're washing dishes, that could be a time where you're praying. You're praying to the Lord while you're washing the dishes. You're praying, right? As a busy mom with five kids, you have to learn how to pray when you can't just sit down and only pray. Right? You're praying while you're changing the diapers. You're praying while you're brushing their hair. You're praying while you're doing whatever you got to do. Moms, you can pray and get creative and just, just be in his presence and be aware of God being with you. Right, Man, I know you're on the job or you're flying or you're working or you're driving. You can pray. You can pray. You can pray while you're driving. You can pray while you're flying. You can pray. I'm not implying that that's the only time you should pray. I'm just reminding us that we can get creative. The Bible says pray without ceasing. We can always be aware of the presence of God and we can always be engaging in some kind of prayer. Prayer is important. That's why you've got this 21 days of prayer and fasting. Next Monday, January 10th, we're going to kick off as a church, all three of our campuses, and we're going to do this together and we're going to learn kids and adults together. We're going to learn how to pray and fast and seek God there's an explanation, one, two, three steps. You can read it this week and start getting ready because next Monday we're going to do this together. And I feel led by the Lord to do a live prayer and fasting Facebook feed at 7 p.m. on Monday night. On Monday night, and we're going to learn how to pray together, and we're going to learn how to connect with God through prayer and fasting. Now, some of you might be like, man, prayer and fasting, that sounds really, really serious. Well, listen, let me just tell you, as one who loves to eat, it is really, really serious, right? But the whole idea is we're going to abstain from eating physically so that we can feed spiritually on Jesus and on his word. And it doesn't just have to be food. It could be Facebook. It could be that hobby you just got to do every day. Something that we're giving up, we're abstaining from to pursue God, to feed on Jesus, to feed on his word. And we're going to learn how to do this together, okay? And in the back... For example, the health that I see, the finances that I see, the relationship that I see, the walk with God that I see, whatever it is that you feel like God wants you to focus on in 2022, you can fill that in and you can begin to walk this out personally for yourself. We want to put this tool in your hand so that when we start this, we do it together and we experience breakthrough in 2022. Come on, somebody say amen. Now, I want to give you, for the rest of our few minutes together, I want to give you three resolutions for a breakthrough year. Now, let me just say this. 
There isn't anything wrong with biblical resolutions. A resolution is just you and I coming to a resolve to do something. Or a resolve to not do something. And if it's just loose, worldly, in the world, culture, resolution, without God, that's one thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about resolving some things that are spiritual, that are connected to the Lord, that are biblical, that we're asking God to help us with, that we're tracking this year, so that we're beginning to set our course for a breakthrough year, okay? Three New Year's resolutions. Number one, fill in the blank. Nothing is impossible for God. Your word is impossible. So I must resolve to believe that nothing is impossible for God. Come on, say it with me, church. Nothing is impossible for God. I want to read Mark 9.23 out of the Amplified Bible version. Listen to what it says. Jesus said to him, you say to me, If you can, all things are possible for the one who believes and trusts in me. See, this is Jesus' response to the Father. The Father came to Jesus after his disciples couldn't cast the demon out. And the Father asked Jesus, if you can, help us. And this was Jesus' response to the Father. You say to me, if you can... I say to you, all things are possible for the one who believes and trusts in me. Don't forget Luke 137. Luke 137 says this, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Come on, say it with me. For with God, nothing will be impossible. So I just want to help us to wrap our hearts around this first resolution that we're going to believe that nothing is impossible for God. Uh, Jeremiah 32, 17, just as a note, just listen. It says this in the Bible. Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Listen to this last part. There is nothing too hard for you. There is nothing too hard for you. I want to share a true story about a Foursquare missionary. We belong to the Foursquare denomination. Uh, Some of you may not know that, but we're going to do some membership classes as we get started this year, and we'll explain to you more what that means. But a missionary, he shares a story, and his um, his name was Dr. Leland Edwards. I want to share this to you. Listen, nothing is impossible for God. He says, Mr. Perla was the head of a chief. He was the head chief of thousands of Mansaka tribal people in the Philippines. While working in the jungle area, Mr. Perla's axe slipped and cut himself deeply in his leg. Gangrene set in and his life was in jeopardy. Several fellow tribesmen carried him from his town to a primitive logging truck road where he was picked up by a logger who was also a lay pastor. En route to a clinic, the servant of the Lord talked with Mr. Perla, and Mr. Perla received Jesus as his Savior. Just after arriving at the medical facility, he was declared dead. But then a miracle happened. 
God raised him from the dead, and he was completely healed. When Chief Perla went back to his tribe, he told them about Jesus, and several received Jesus as Savior. Two pastors were later sent to minister to the tribal town, and more than 1,200 Mansakas received Christ as their Savior in the first two weeks of ministry. More than 800 were baptized in water, and 400 received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In talking with his people, Chief Perla said, All of you know the miracle God did for me. Many of you have experienced the miracles of God in your lives. Beyond our tribe is another tribe that has not heard about Jesus. And beyond that tribe is another tribe that knows nothing of God. Let us not waste the miracles of God. Can somebody say amen? See, we have to remember that we serve the God of the impossible. And there's nothing too difficult for him. Whatever you're focusing on, turn your focus away from the mountain to the mountain mover. God is still in the mountain moving business. Second resolve, you ready? No one is excluded by God, but faith is a factor. Those are your fill in the blanks, excluded and factor. No one is excluded by God, but faith is a factor. Come on, somebody say faith is a factor. Yeah, God's not a respecter of persons. If God does one thing for others, he'll do something for you. But faith is a factor. Many of our people in our church as a whole, across all three of our campuses, were hit and impacted by COVID. Some people lost family members in our church. Some people in our church family here at Gastonia were severely affected by COVID. One of them was Meg Sherwood. And I asked her if I can share her story with you because I want to remind you about the fact that faith is a factor. And I want to read something to you that she shared with me recently. She received a really good doctor's report. And that's important because leading up to it, it didn't look like things were going to turn. And she says this, this is about a four and a half month journey after being hospitalized with a serious case of COVID pneumonia. I might mess up some of these words. Pneumococcal pneumonia. That's when mucus gets in your lungs. Pretty sure. Blood sepsis. Sepsis, like there was an infection in her blood system, in her, in, her, in her body, and an abscess in the lung. I was in the hospital for a total of 16 days, two separate visits. I was told there would be significant scarring and scar tissue in my lung. But at my last doctor's visit, he couldn't hear or find any evidence. Every day at home, from the hospital felt so much better than the previous day. It was uncanny how quickly healing was taking place. I could go up and down my stairs in the house within a couple of weeks of being home. While in the hospital, it felt like it would be a couple of months due to significant lung damage. While in the hospital, the first visit, I had that abscess drained and they collected close to a liter of fluid. Think about a liter of soda a liter of fluid from her lungs. The second visit had a drain placed in the chest cavity that wasn't very helpful due to the spaghetti-like clots COVID is known for. 
Every procedure, though, I refused to stay in fear. There was enough of it already. And I prayed out loud for God to guide their hands while they placed the lines or the drains in me. I would pray in the spirit out loud when the pain was too great. Neither procedure had anesthesia. The hardest time was not having any physical contact with anyone. Capital letters. That was the hardest. But by way of the nursing staff who prayed over me, I felt like there were angels of mercy with me. They held my hand. They hugged me against COVID regulations. I had a couple of pity parties, but I felt the presence of the Lord the whole time. It was a tender experience with my Abba Father that could never have happened had I not been sick and by myself. I would have missed out on his royal sweetness. Can somebody say amen? So faith is a factor. God isn't going to exclude you, but we have to exercise our faith. Every time she prayed, she was exercising faith. Every time she talked to the God of, of the impossible from her hospital bed, she was exercising her faith. Every time they stuck her to put those tubes in, and she was praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, out loud, in front of doctors and nurses. Can you imagine? The spirit was empowering her beyond the pain that was too much to handle. And little by little by little, what seemed at the moment impossible, the God of the impossible came on her and she's experienced some breakthrough. So listen, faith is a factor. Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is Listen to this part. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Come on, say, I'm a seeker. Come on, I'm a God seeker. I'm seeking God in 2022. So I have to resolve to believe that no one is excluded by God, but faith is a factor. Now, let me just say this. Breakthrough is not limited to just fixing a crisis. Okay? It's not always like sudden and miraculous. It's also steady, forward-moving progress in areas in your life, in my life, where we may have been stuck. And diligently seeking God demonstrates faith. And because faith is a factor, we're positioned in faith to receive from God that which seems impossible in the natural. Can somebody say amen? Listen, God is a God of the impossible. God is a God of breakthrough. Are there areas in your life where you need a breakthrough, where you're stuck? God wants to help you this year in 2022. Here's the third New Year's resolution. It's biblical. Everyone can develop faith for the impossible. So I have to resolve to believe that everyone, I can develop faith for the impossible. You know, faith, I believe it's a gift from God. I believe it's, it's imparted to us from God. The fruit of the Spirit, faith. We have the faith of Jesus in seed form, and we have to learn how to develop our faith. We have to learn how to... 
Parents, when you're raising your kids and, and, and you're teaching them how to ride their bicycles, right? Kids, have you ever ridden a bicycle with training wheels? You ever use training wheels? What are you doing? You're developing their faith to believe as they're learning how to ride that bike with training wheels and their legs are getting stronger and their balance is getting steadier and their confidence is growing. At some point, you're going to go out there, hey, honey, I'm going to pull these training wheels off. Oh, but daddy, I don't know. I don't know if I can. You can do it. What are you doing? You're instilling faith. It's natural, but it's faith nonetheless. And then what happens? One day you take those training wheels off and your kid's just going down the street and he's riding and he's smiling and he's happy. No more training wheels. Faith can be developed so that the God of the impossible begins to move more and more in your life. Pastor Robert, how do I develop that kind of faith? How do I develop it? Romans 10, 17. You've heard it before. Listen to the Amplified. So faith comes from hearing. What is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. Now, let me break this down and make it real simple to understand. This is, this is hearing with ears to hear. Just because I'm speaking, that doesn't mean everyone is hearing with ears to hear. If you read the book of Revelation, Jesus speaking, Jesus is speaking to the seven churches in the book of Revelation, he would say phrases like this. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Right? Not everybody has ears to hear. When we're reading the scriptures, when you're doing a devotional, when you're listening to your favorite pastor, whatever the case, when you're opening up your heart to the word of God and you're praying you want to make sure that you're coming into that moment with ears to hear. Faith comes by hearing with ears to hear. Now, this word hearing, it's important you understand, it doesn't mean just to hear the audible sounds. It means to hear with a heart that's contemplating what you're listening to. And it's chewing on what you're listening to. Listen with a willingness to respond and do what you're being asked to do. Remember, the word believe in Jesus' text is not a noun. It's a verb. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the message of Christ. The greatest thing you, can I, you and I can do this year to increase our faith is to have more revelation of Jesus Christ is to have more revelation of the finished work of the cross, is to have more revelation of the kingdom of God that you belong to now where Jesus Christ sits as king. The more understanding, the more spiritual revelation you have, the wider you open up your spiritual heart to hear faith comes and you increase. You're like that kid with the training wheels and you get started first. It's, it's hard. Are you kidding me? God wants me to give him a penny out of every 10 cents. That's what it is. Are you kidding me? I won't make it. A penny out of every 10. A dime out of a dollar. God wants me to give him a dime. How am I going to make it? Training wheels. And then you, you, you just keep going. This is an example. Because everybody understands money. Everybody. It's an example. And as you're growing with those training wheels, little by little by little, giving a penny 
Or you start like us and you give less than a penny. Because we were giving less than what we could have and what we should have. Because we, we just, we had the training wheels and we're learning and little by little by little. And then we realize years later, 27 years later, that's not even our money. That's God's money. He's just letting us steward the money. He could ask for all of it, and he doesn't. He just asks for a penny on every dime. Isn't that right, Joni? And we get to bring it to him and give it back to him because he gave it to us, and we get to be stewards. And then what did we learn little by little? We learn God supplies all of our need. See, the training wheels came off, right? Don't minimize this to just money. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about your life. I'm talking about learning to give yourself to the Lord. As we give ourselves to the Lord, faith rises. Amen. And then we just get stronger and stronger and stronger. And what happens? Little by little by little. The thing that looked impossible, the God of the impossible comes. And we begin to experience breakthrough because the God of the impossible is also the God of breakthrough. Amen. Have you been blessed by the word today? Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.